Welcome to Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. We teach the common wisdom of love and unity that is found in all mainstream religions, metaphysical teachings, mysticism, and inspired secular and religious writers and teachers throughout the ages. Our goal is to help you connect with your higher divine self and transform from the inside out so you can become a force for love and transformation in the world. Each week, we bring you wisdom from our founding spiritual director, Reverend Candace Shalhoub, and other guest speakers. We hope you enjoy this week's words of wisdom. Psalm 4610 instructs us to be still and know that I am God. The Hebrew word for be still, it means to relax, to sink down. The phrase to know means to perceive, distinguish, or know by experience. So being still and knowing means to relax our perception, to not be so aware of how the world wants us to see, and instead experience the power that is God. The end is interesting, though, because the Hebrew word used for God, when it says be still and know that I am God, the word for God is plural. It's not singular. And I take this to mean that when we relax, when we allow our perception to be changed by God, we become divine ones ourselves. We are drawn into that union with God. The two we perceive become one. And this, of course, is the goal of all contemplative practices, such as prayer or meditation, sinking down into that unity that we all are in our deepest depths. And we don't sink into the silence to try to escape the world. It is in this silence that we're able to hear the holy more clear. The ego voice is silenced long enough to hear the still small voice. And it doesn't beckon us to remain in this place. We're not supposed to go and cloister ourselves away. Instead, this place of silence, this place of knowing and stillness is where we learn about our deepest, most beautiful gifts that we have within us to offer to the world. Out of the depths of silence, we are prompted to action, to bring these gifts from the inside of ourselves out into the world to be a blessing. And so this morning, Agape Licensed Spiritual Practitioner Deb Varn is going to come up here and teach this morning, and she is going to teach us a practice that can help us identify what are those gifts that are seeking to emerge from within us out into the world because these are the gifts that the world needs because these are the gifts that make the whole world say oh yeah hear these wise and holy words from a course in miracles lesson 194 i place the future in the hands of god god holds your future as he holds your past and present they are one to him and so they should be one to you yet in this world the temporal progression still seems real And so you are not asked to understate the lack of sequence really found in time. You are but asked to let the future go and place it in God's hands. And you will see by your experience that you have laid the past and present in his hands as well, because the past will punish you no more and future dread will now be meaningless. From the Hebrew scriptures, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope, and a future. From Life Visioning by Michael Bernard Beckwith, Standing in Your Own Yes. 
The life visioning process is a life-changing spiritual technology of conscious participation in the evolution of your consciousness. Whether you are now ready to step into the highest vision for your life or are endeavoring to ready yourself, visioning is a trustworthy guide and ally on your life path. I urge you to keep in mind that visioning is not a personal delivery system for dropping at your doorstep the baubles of the world. <laughs> it's about the evolution of who and what you are as a unique individualized emanation of source and what you have come to on the planet to learn, express, and contribute. It's a way of providing yourself with tangible evidence that you are not here to be a passive bystander or spectator, nor to be blindly pulled along by society's ever-changing tides. Visioning is an adventure into your own deepest self to discover there are all the gifts, talents, skills, and requisite qualities of consciousness to live a most excellent life, a life of yes. I want to start out, of course, I have to start with an evocation if you don't mind and and that's just evoking the presence that's already here within the each of us and it creates a quickening for our time together so i invite you to close your eyes and just focus your attention in your heart space and we always start with gratitude just grateful to be grateful Grateful that I got to wake up today, that I got to be in service, be in community with this beloved Jubilee Circle family. Recognizing that the God is everywhere, everywhere God is in, in through and as everything. There is no place where God is not. That God is the only power. Infinite intelligence, divine wisdom, always available. That God is grace, always giving of itself and never, ever withholding. Changeless. We do not have a sometimey God. And I am one with this power, this presence. It is my life. It beats my heart. It is my breath. And as this is true for me, it's true for each and one of us here today. Each and every person on the Zoom land. One with the power and presence, never, ever separate. And so it's from this place of oneness that I bless our time together. I bless each and every person here. I bless the musicians. I bless Candace. I bless the board. Knowing that this beloved community is just a powerful presence on the planet, reminding us all of the truth of our being. And so I surrender myself as a conduit for the infinite. Speak, O oh Lord. Thank you. Spirit in my heart. And I say, Amen. You know, I, I wrote this song a while ago. And it's called Little Soul. And it's from Neil Donald Walsh's book, The Little Soul in the Sun. I love that children's book. And it talks about how we're all in cahoots with each other, whether we know it or not. Even the people that get on our last night, you know, we said, okay, I'm going to come to the planet and I'm going to get on your nerves. And I'm going to give you something to forgive. I'm going to give you something to love. I'm going to be a booster cable for your life. But it's, it, we are in cahoots. We decided this because we didn't come here just to show out and, hey, let's have a good time. We came here to grow 
into the highest expression of ourselves as human beings. And sometimes that happens through joy and sometimes it happens through pain. But the purpose is that we get to be more of our true selves. And so this song is called Little Soul. I'm super excited to to share this process that I learned from Reverend Michael that changed my life before I became involved in Agape International Spiritual Center. Uh, what had happened is I'd gone on retreat with uh, Gina Gibson to see Edwin Gaines. And during that retreat, she had mentioned that Reverend Michael, you know, the teachings there were in alignment with everything I had been studying and that she felt like it would be a good match. And so, you know, when you're, you're in your spirit, you know when it resonates, when, okay, that's mine to follow. And um, so I, was, I found myself coming out of being an administrator where you go 90 miles an hour from 6.30 a.m. until 5, 6 o'clock. And I, was, I said, well, I can retire 
or I can, you know, serve in a different capacity. So they said, we, we don't want you to retire. You know, we need you here. And so they put me at the district office in human resources. In a, in a room that was 10 by 10 with two people in it. And I, I said I was pushing paper. And I remember one of the things um, that Beth said to me. He said, Deb, I invite you to not say that anymore. That you're doing more than pushing paper. But I know that it felt like that because I, I didn't feel like I was using all of my gifts and talents. And uh, I remember walking outside and I was the ginkgo biloba tree was, the leaves were falling and it was so beautiful. And I was in a room without windows. So Reverend Michael teaches that pain pushes until the vision pulls. Now we don't always have to learn through pain. That just happens to be my mode of operation. I'm moving, I'm moving beyond that now. I'm willing to, willing to learn now through joy. But it took me a minute to get there because my mama said a hard head makes us all behind. So, and I, I was, you know, I, I have a hard head. And so I was listening to, I said, well, I'll check it out. You know, I got free time. You know, not many things are going through the office. So I ain't gonna lie, I clicked on the YouTubes of Reverend Michael teaching the life visioning process. And I kid you not, it changed my life because I was afraid to let go of initially a job that paid almost right at $100,000 a year, which is more money than anybody in my family had ever, had ever made. Part of me was afraid to let go of that. I was thinking about retirement, I was, you know, and I had gone to the superintendent. I was like, is this the vision you have for me to serve in uh, getting people certified to teach? I'm like, hold up. And he said, well, no, we just knew that you needed, we needed help there. And said, besides that, um, Dr. Long says you're doing a great job. I said, yes, I do my job. But that doesn't mean I'm happy and satisfied. And so after the meeting with the superintendent and after going through this life visioning process and in a lot of prayer, because you can't leave until it's okay to stay. So I had to come to peace, and I'm going to teach you what that means as, as through the process. I had to come to terms that if nothing changed, I, what would have to change in me in order for me to be okay and stay here? So the, when you're going through the life visioning process, and, and if you haven't heard of Reverend Michael's book, it's Life Visioning. I took this class, my, my second class at Agape, powerful, powerful read, and uh, again, it changed, changed my life. So... One of the first questions that we have to ask is what is seeking to emerge in, through, and as my life right now, this instant, in this situation, in this relationship, in this health crisis, in this financial crisis, in this joyful moment, in this marriage, what is seeking to emerge in, through, and as my life? What is calling to me? Because something is always calling. Because if we stay the same, we really aren't the same. We've gone backwards. So we live in a, in, a, in a universe where God is, the creator is closer than our breath, is always speaking to us. The only difference is we have to be receptive. We have to listen as though somebody is whispering a secret to us. And so as we ask these questions, that's what I'm going to invite you to do. What is seeking to emerge? What is God's idea for my life in this moment? I have spent 
30 and a half years in service in education and what is God's vision for my life now? Because I can't go back into the classroom because of the, what I have to deal with my, with my immune system. So what now? And so I felt this little tug after listening to, to Reverend Michael and going through that process. And I said, I, I feel like I need to retire. That's what I'm catching. So what do I need to become in order to be able to do that. So what I had to become is I had to become fearless. I had to learn to trust that whether I was working at the district or I was retired, I was kept. You know, when Jesus was on the cross and he was getting ready to transcend, and some people interpret it as, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The true translation says, my God, my God, for this I was kept. And so I realized that through all this stem cell transplant that I, that I was kept for a higher purpose, that there was still more to do in, through, and as my life. And in in all of those gifts, talents, and skills that I had developed and cultivated as an educator, guess what? I'm using them now. Nothing is, no experience in our life, good, bad, awful, is ever not used for a higher purpose. And so I had to become fearless and willing to trust that everything was all right already. And then the next question is, what do I need to release? What I needed to release was false beliefs that I couldn't make it without that salary from the district. So we were asked to release limiting beliefs, habits that no longer serve us, or whatever spirit says to us that we need to release. We just have to be willing, as the Course says. And then the next question is, what skills, talents, abilities, experience am I already in possession of that can be used to fulfill God's idea for my life? Because let's just, let me just put it like Reverend Cheryl does. God's ways outnumber the stars in the sky. We only got a couple. Who you going to go with? <laughs> you know, it's infinite possibilities. My life is not limited to being in a school system. Don't get me wrong, I loved it. It was my joy. But that's not all God needs me to do. And every gift and talent and skill that I have been given on this planet has been used in service here and as an agape licensed practitioner and just in my daily life. And then, so as I'm thinking about leaving the district office, the next question is, what quality do I need to cultivate in order to be okay to stay in this 10 by 10 office no windows. 
And I had to surrender and say, I'm here on purpose. There is some part of my mission that still needs to be filled because other people's lives are tied up in our destiny. I heard Tyler Perry say that, that other people's lives are tied up in our destiny. Every encounter, as the Course says, is a holy encounter, and there are no small encounters. So as I surrendered into that space of being okay, and I asked for patience, and you know they say, don't pray for patience. Because you get trials to produce patience. Well, I said, I'm going to get them trials anyway. I might as well ask for some patience. <laughs> that just made sense. So, I, you know, I embodied it. And, you know, there were people in that office, and I had never heard of multiple myeloma before I had it. And I just happened to be sitting in the main office waiting on the secretary when a conversation was started, and I got to help someone through that process that was experiencing that. If I had been a minute late or a minute early, that assignment would have been missed. And so what I did for those next few weeks as I was, I was making this decision was, I said, you know what, this is where I am. This is where I'm planted. This is where I'm going to serve. And I had to do that. And then when you're, when you're settled into the space, when you're okay, guess what? You can hear. You can hear the whisper. You can hear it say, it's okay to go now. I got you. You have no idea the things I have lined up for you. You are my beloved child in whom I am well pleased. And you ain't seen nothing yet. And then it's the last question. It's a powerful question. What more, Spirit? What more would you have me know and reveal? And that one came a little later. I started, uh, I, did, I decided to retire. I was very excited about that. And I kept checking the Agape website to see when they were going to start offering, offering classes online. And the first class was uh, Meditation and the Evolution of Consciousness with Reverend Michael. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And, you know, I thought I was, I'm, Transcendental meditation, all kinds of guided meditation, but, but the way he taught it, it took, it took it up another level. And so the second class I took was from one of my favorite teachers, Reverend Coco, and she taught life visioning. And it's during that visioning that I caught that I was supposed to be a practitioner, that really that's what I was doing in school the whole time, but I had to do it covertly. And now I get to do what I was doing covertly, overtly. And so, uh, and it was, everything lined up so perfectly because the person that recommended me to be a practitioner ended up in a pod with me in a breakout room. We ended up friends on Facebook. She was my first practitioner. She happened to be the partner of um, Victoria Thomas, Reverend Victoria Thomas. And that relationship began. So life visioning is a powerful practice, and it's not something I do in crisis anymore. It's, it's, it's what I do for this message. You know, Spirit, what is your idea for the message? What is it 
that jubilance need to be reminded of because you all know this already. Because of your oneness with the infinite, you're one with the mind of God. Sometimes we just have to be reminded. And so anything that I do, I, I, I do this. If, I, if I'm in relationship, I surrender that relationship to God and ask what God's vision is for our life together. And if you ask powerful questions, you get powerful responses. If I were to ask, say, dear God, why did I have multiple myeloma? That puts me in victim mode. But then I say, what is seeking to emerge in, through, and as this experience? Can you feel the difference? There's power in it. So what I would like to do, if, if it's okay with you guys, is take you through that process. And so what I'd like for you to do is think about some area of your life that you would like greater insight into. Because remember, the creator of the universe is closer than your breath, nearer than your hands and feet, closer than the neck bands. So your answers are there too. So let's just close our eyes. And drop into our heart space and bring to your attention, and whatever pops in your head first, as Marianne Williamson says, that's it. And so we're going to just take a moment and express gratitude that the answers to our questions are provided the moment that they are asked, and they are always spoken in a language that we absolutely catch and understand because God is infinite intelligence, divine wisdom available right now. And so we ask, what is seeking to emerge in, through, and as my life right now? In this experience that I am having? What is God's idea of the highest version of the highest vision for my life? What is seeking to emerge? Now just listen for a moment. Like someone is going to tell you. What must I be willing to become in order to fulfill this vision for my life? This highest self as a human. What must I become? Remember, spirit speaks to us in a language we absolutely catch and understand. There's no timeline in God. You may catch it when you're walking, when you're petting your dog. But the answer will come at the perfect time sequence. What must I release in order to fulfill God's idea for my life? What must I be willing to let go of? What habit, what belief that no longer serves?
what coping mechanism must I let go to rise up and step into God's idea for my life? Willingness is everything. What gifts, talents, skills, and experiences do I already possess that can be used to fulfill God's vision for my life? And every single person in this room, in the Zoom, has been given gifts, talents for this journey. Our life is a perfectly planned curriculum as the Course in Miracles said. Every experience, nothing is ever wasted, can be used to fulfill this vision for our lives. So what gifts and talents and skills do we already possess? And sometimes, sometimes we're, we find ourselves in a void we're in that liquefied state of the butterfly waiting to emerge. And we ask, what quality must I cultivate to be okay with the way things are in this moment? Because God's timing is perfect. And when you least expect it, <laughs> joy shows up in your life. So what quality must we cultivate? Cultivate patience. Cultivate peace. Cultivate faith. Cultivate knowing because belief is a placeholder for knowing and knowing comes from direct experience. What must I cultivate? to be okay right now. Trust. Trust the process. And then the final question is, what more spirit? What is it you would have me know, remember, recognize that would help me in fulfilling this vision for my life. What more spirit? And so I am so grateful. Grateful to know that when I ask a question and my heart is open and receptive and I am I am willing to listen, willing to trust in a power greater than myself, willing to trust in divine order that keeps the stars in the sky and turns an embryo into a baby. That power, that presence, that order is at the center of every area of our lives. Wanting to help us. So that we become more and more of our true selves. 
so that God can know itself in, through, and as our lives. God needs our hands, our feet, our words. God loves through us. And so I am grateful that we ask the question, and it is given every time, that this power, this presence is. And I am one with it. We are one with it. All one with God, one with each other, one with all that is. And so I give thanks for the vision for our lives. That each and every person in this space and in Zoom land has a mission to fulfill. And, and our happiness lies in us saying yes. Because as we say yes, I affirm that doors open. That we get these cosmic winks that always guide us to where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do, what we're supposed to say, and to whom, as the Course says. And so I give thanks. Thanks to the power and the presence for giving us that vision, for whispering in our hearts and our ears. Thank you. Amen. So I invite you to to capture whatever you Whatever you catch, and you may not catch it during this time or not, but as soon as you can, put it on your phone wherever you can. And I promise you, those breadcrumbs will start coming, and you ain't seen nothing yet. Because each and every one of us, if you don't do you, it's not going to be done. I heard um, Jean, what's her name, Jean Austin, that the world is holding its breath. Jean Houston waiting on us to step up and take our place. So vision and step up. Say yes, and you won't be sorry. Thank you for joining us for Weekly Wisdom from Jubilee Circle. If you enjoyed the program, we hope that you'll support us by leaving a good review of this podcast wherever you download your shows. We also hope you'll support us in other ways, either by becoming a subscriber to our YouTube channel and our weekly newsletter, or by supporting us financially. You can find out how to do all of that by visiting our website at jubileecircle.com. Many thanks to Audio Coffee from Pixabay for supplying our podcast music. Join us again next week, and until then, take the words of Meister Eckhart with you. If the only prayer you ever say is thank you, that will be enough. We thank you for your time and wish you the kind of week that will leave you saying, oh yeah. Yeah.